Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Jeez, you, yeah, you, yeah. you put the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> just, just, just. No, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so it sort of comes really? my face. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys, with Matt Richardson. Alright, today's guest uh, is probably someone most people are afraid to, to see one, well, once a year, if not twice. Um, but he's, he's essential in making sure you keep your shit together, basically. He's a musician and an accountant at Cook and Foley. Welcome, Matt Richardson, to Ballarat Talks. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for coming in, mate. Appreciate you having me here. And it is freaking hot. It, it is warm. It's there is. like a 20, what is it, 27 degrees? I, oh, I don't know what it is up here, but there mustn't be an aircon or something because I've got sweat beads already. Yeah, that's, it's warm. There's no Very question. Yeah. What's, what's been happening? No, uh, just that standard Christmas rush. Yeah, it's getting a bit light, isn't it? Especially yeah. Coming out of, I'm not using that word anymore, I said with, with grills, coming out of a pretty uh, uh, slow year yeah. for a start. It's been a, it's certainly been a unique, um, a unique 18 month or almost two year period now. Um, there's no question. So it's, it's nice to be. Well, you guys probably, you guys have been probably okay, wouldn't you? Being accountants? Uh, as in like workflow yeah, wise? Yeah, workflow, sort of thing. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if anything, um, we probably had a really turbulent period because, uh, you know, all of a sudden the government sort of brought out uh, JobKeeper and a lot of government grants yeah. and, and things like that, which were not, or, or certainly not things that we've really had to deal with before. So um, we were very much um, sort of pretty much legislation would get released. Mm-hmm. We'd have to virtually learn it overnight and apply it like the next day. Yeah. So it was a bit of a... Um, uh, yeah, it was, just, it was, as I say, probably a turbulent period is the best way I can describe it because mm. usually you get a little bit more sort of lead-in time. Mm. Um, You'd be uh, calls non-stop. Oh, yeah, and, and the hardest part was to, like, you know, as uh, yourself, you're probably mm. a, a classic example of your industry was literally uh, Smashed, decimated, yeah. you know, open, close, open, close. Um, so... But but every 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 client who has a different sort of business was affected in a different way. I've said that many times that everyone was affected mm. in one way, shape, or form. But it just depended on the severity yeah. of how you were affected and how your business was affected. Yeah, yeah. It's full on. Um, let's start off from the start. Sure. Are, so you grew up in Ballarat, correct? Yep. Yep. Where whereabouts were you? I grew up uh, grew up just near the uh, basketball stadium in Wendaree. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that, so you're, but you're a b-baller. Yeah, oh, yeah. You loved your b-ball. Yeah. Was, yeah, was. Yeah. Is that where did we met? We met Snap Fitness. I reckon, yeah, I'm, I'm so positive it was Snap, Snap Fitness. Fitness. I reckon, yeah. it, reckon it might have been, it might have been what through one of the boys, maybe through like a Chris Bodle or yep. something. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it would have been. Yep, I met you there, um, and then through. And I reckon that was. I was actually thinking about this just the other day. I reckon that was possibly maybe 2011, roughly. Mm-hmm. So ah. 2012. 2012, maybe. Yes, yeah, so coming, up, coming up 10 years. 10 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, all right, that's, I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Yeah. I found you, and then conversation obviously led to being an accountant, and that's where, yeah. so Richo's obviously my accountant. Um, that's why I thought we'd get him on today to just um, talk some stuff about accountancy. But also, I want, yeah, I want to get to know you a bit more before we get into, sure. into all that. Um, Good, good childhood or pretty rough or what? What are we talking? No, nah, look, I, I can't say I had a rough childhood. No, yeah. no, I've got a. Um, I, f- I feel very blessed to have a, a pretty good family. Yeah. Um, I'm the youngest of four kids, um, uh, so six six person family. Um, I've got three older sisters. Sure. Um, so rough house. 
Yeah, really rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they. But they, they, it's interestingly, um, like my elder sister's fifty-one. So there's there's a, a, a bit of a gap. Yeah, there's a, there's a fair yeah. gap. Yeah. Yep. So I think I think Dad was roughly I don't know twenty-two or something when he had um, my elder sister, but he was about thirty-eight when he had me. So yeah. Uh, oh, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. So there's there's a fair age gap between us. Um, but yes, and a lot, but I, I, as I said, I can't say that I had a, a rough childhood. No, um, I, I certainly don't feel. What did yeah. mum and dad do for work? So, uh, mum was basically a mother yeah. for for the most part. Given that and she's the best too. Like, yeah, when look, I look back at that and think how lucky we were when you see a lot of friends now that have to work continually through. But we, I was yeah, we, yep. like we was we had four four kids now or four boys. Yep best to have her mum at home yeah and not realize at the time obviously yeah that that's exactly right it's not until you get a bit older you realize um especially you know becoming a parent yourself you sort of start to realize the the extra responsibilities that are involved Mm. you know when you've got when you've got sort of children on the scene so it's uh so for me it was very much that classic sort of dad went to work mum did the mothering Mm. and uh and yeah and that's that's sort of how it worked so um dad Dad had a, I suppose he's had a couple of occupations. Um, the first occupation I remember him having was um, uh, as a mechanic. Yep. In the in the uh, Rowan, I think it was the Rowan View Auto Centre, Dan, Danny Wendery. Oh yeah, yeah so I was okay. just around the corner yep. from home. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he did that. Um, he was he was also a landscape gardener for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and then he finished up um, uh, as a, as a delivery man. Yeah. Uh, he's retired now. But um, yeah, so that's that's what, what they did. And what drove you to do the accounting stuff? Uh, oh, funnily you, enough, it's not something I I always had a, a, a genuine passion for um, financial markets and the way that money worked and uh, investments and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, was, it actually interestingly wasn't something I pursued straight out of school. Um, straight out of school, I was actually probably more interested in something down sort of uh, or some sort of medical. Um, okay. Medical line, yeah. If you're pretty switched on when you're at school, you're pretty good. <sighs> Don't be, yeah. Oh, you, be modern, yeah now, now I feel like you're pumping up. My no, I'm just like I just remember asking you one day. Yeah, no. Look, I, I the, the reality of it was, I I probably and it's an interesting topic. I think I've, I have listened to your podcasts before, and someone actually did say um, something along the line of it's really difficult to know what you want to do out of school, and year twelve mm. isn't everything. Yep. I was I certainly fell victim to sort of that belief that year twelve was everything. Okay. And it, it was So you like, went to town, you studied. Went hard. to town, yeah. yeah. If if it if it's um if it if you didn't succeed in year twelve, it was look, yeah, I'm not trying to be negative, but it no. felt it felt like your life was over. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the, the understanding I had. So yep. I thought, no, nah, right, I'll have a I had a goal that I wanted to get um an enter school in the nineties. Yep. And I felt that I, before the exams I felt like I'd done enough. So good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of said, no, nah, I've done enough, I reckon. And I thought, here we go. And I ended up at 90.05. My God. So, <laughs> so I, was, I, was, I was happy to achieve that goal. Yeah. Cut it. Cut, it, did, pre- cut did, it pretty fine. But so did you put like a, um, when you're going like for your, you know, that, you have to put like a top five places you want to go and what you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, put the, on that? that's yeah. where this is leading. So I, I probably fell victim to then getting the advice. Well, you've got a reasonable enter score. So... Um, uh, you, you know, you probably you feel you feel a bit obliged to to do something with that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I um I enrolled, I, I got into um to become a uh, 
a doctor of osteopathic medicine. Well, like, osteopath? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. So you actually you become a doctor. And I have to be, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool to be called doctor. Doctor, yeah, doctor thought, Richardson. Yeah, I thought that's pretty cool. So <laughs> I thought, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, so I went down to RMIT in Melbourne, spent about 18 months doing it. Um, and like, I enjoyed the study part of it and, and the theory and all that sort of stuff. But when it got to sort of practical, um, the practical experience and, and, and workplace experience, I, I simply just didn't enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, it just wasn't something I just didn't float my boat, to be honest with you. Straight away, like you just thought, nah, this is not for me. Yeah, correct. You're holding on to it though because you thought, I've already put this time I into did, it. I did, yeah, correct. So I had, a, I had a scholarship as well, so I felt like I was throwing a lot away if I didn't continue to do it. But in the end of the day, I just said, I'm just not happy. Yeah, yeah I'm, I just wasn't happy doing it. Um, don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, it's a fantastic occupation, yeah. but I, I just... Not for you. No, I just didn't enjoy it. So I literally, um, I literally one day, I, <laughs> I basically packed the car and I'm not even joking, I remember the day it happened, I said, I wrote a pros and cons list and I thought, the only real um, pro on there was that I should be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out yeah. of obligation type of thing. And, and I thought, well, that's just crazy. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. So I literally packed the car. I remember going to the, to the wardrobe where I was living and um, packed the car and drove back to Ballarat and thought, what am I going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> How old were you then? 20? Uh, about 20. Yeah, 20, 20, 21. Yep. Oh, so straight out, yeah, straight out of school. Yeah, yeah, so I spent, yeah, straight out of school and then, so I was about 20, 21 and I remember I took a month or so, I just sort of, I went back to mum and dad's and um, just sort of took a month or so and just tried to figure out what I wanted to do. So I was just doing a bit of research and I, th- and, and, and I found out that um, you can do a Bachelor of Commerce at Ballarat Uni. Mm-hmm. So I decided, actually, that sounds really appealing. Yeah. I, as I said, I'd always really enjoyed that um, or it was an area of interest um, and I thought well why not yeah have a go at it and sure. literally from day one I just loved it yeah. yeah I just loved it it was just like oh, I, you know you kind of I was kind of the accountancy nerd yeah. in me just mm-hmm. came out and I was like oh, actually this is awesome yeah. and I was like doing classes thinking this is fantastic yeah. so that what is actually in that course like what do you actually do yeah so um, Bachelor of Commerce involves you can you can actually choose like there's a number of classes you choose so unlike unlike a um Unlike, for example, the, the the osteopathic course that I was doing, um, you pretty much you literally work, you you study t- and practice to become an osteopath. Mm-hmm. Bachelor of Commerce, you, there's, there's there's a few varied parts that you can actually do. So um, you can choose different uh, different classes. So you can actually do sort of you can you can decide to sort of focus a bit more on um, business management or marketing or yep. uh, within the Bachelor of Commerce itself. Mm-hmm. And when you finish a Bachelor of Commerce, you don't necessarily, it, it doesn't mean that straight at that, the next day you're, you're a tax accountant. Yep. You can actually go and become a, for example, you can become uh, an audit practitioner, you can become um, an, indust- in, an industrial accountant, sort of, so, so within a business itself, or you, know, or you can yeah, sort of go down the line that I did of, of, of public practice. Yep. But as I say, it doesn't it, it doesn't sort of line you up with one specific. Yeah, you see a couple of options. Yeah. What was the one? Did you do? Remember, I called you one day and I was like looking at this guy's the, the person's business card, and it said, "Is it charter?" Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that through yeah. that? It's yeah. not through that. No. So once you finish your Bachelor of Commerce, um, so that's your that's your degree yep. straight out of out of university. So you finish that, and you can then choose to do. Um, a, a further study, basically. So, okay. uh, and what that involves is, is is becoming a member of one of the um, sort of recognised uh, corporations. Sort of thing. Well, yeah, accounting bodies, I yep. suppose, registered accounting bodies um, 
in Australia. So um, some people go, and it sort of depends on which firm you're aligned with. Some firms, like, it, and it kind of, as I say, it really just depends on where you, where you mm. land yourself. Mm. Um, some firms are, are what's called a CPA firm or aligned with a CPA, um, which means they're a certified practicing accountant. Um, myself, uh, I where I sort of landed was a, a chartered firm. So I'm um, now a member of the Institute of Chartered Accountants Australia, New Zealand. Yep. Do you have um, to be part of one? No, you don't. Okay. No, so it's your choice. Yeah. Um, the the upside is once you get qualified, it sort of opens up um, job opportunities and, and other 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 bits and pieces. You're mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you're more qualified, so you're potentially a little bit more sought after as a you know as an employee and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, or you you seem to be qualified in your air in your um, particular occupation. Yep. But in saying that, the downside is you've got to spend sort of two or three years um, doing the extra study. So, and the way it works is you actually have to do the study whilst getting work experience. Okay, so you have to be at a, at a firm. Yeah, yeah. And you right. have to sort of have someone um, as a mentor who's already registered with that particular body. Um, you have to basically sit the exams, complete the exams, um, and, and complete the practical experience. And yeah, and, and that's eventually, yeah, you can you get signed off and, and you're under control. But yeah, it's, it's a, it certainly is a journey. Yeah, there's no doubt. Is that only beneficial, like because, like on a on a uh, a client level, mm-hmm. like to me to look at that, like obviously yep. I had no idea what it was, mm. like so you mm. don't even think about it. Mm. Um, I look more. It's more of a uh, when I even when I see an account, like I see you as a friend. Yeah, well, we are friends, obviously, but yep. I mean, like, I would look for someone that's got um, someone to get along with that I can call time that type of thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, rather than seeing that. Yeah. Do they have that? Yeah. No, yeah. And I totally agree. Yeah, I think it's something that. I certainly think um, it is something that is a little bit misunderstood, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah, as you say, like if you're walking down the street and you see, uh, you see you're walking past a building and it's got um, accountants written on the, on the building and it's got CPA or CA at the end of it, yep. uh, for a lot of people, it doesn't really yeah. mean too much. Yep. Um, but if you do understand it, there, there is actually, yeah, there, there is a difference. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so you go from finishing your, your Bachelor of Commerce. Yep. And is that when you went to, is it Moore's or no? Was that then or no? Yeah, yep, yep. So got a great position at MOR. MOR, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, which which was really good. Yep. And Spent that was 2000. That was 2000, 2008 I started there. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, by the time I'd finished uh, the Commerce degree and that sort of thing, that landed yep. there. Yep. Um, which was great. Yep. Had a Had some... Really got, learned some really good experience from some really sort of um, experienced and qualified sort of practitioners, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, yeah, which in hindsight actually sort of set me up pretty yeah, well. All I knew at the time was owner's equity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew I knew profit and loss and balance sheet. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> yep. And um, I <laughs> all I knew was that I wanted to go to a, a reputable firm um, to try and learn from some reputable yes. people simple yep. as that I didn't really know much more about it yep. yeah so uh, but fortunately it yeah obviously um, worked out pretty well in that sense that great people to learn from that sort of stuff so um, yeah that was fantastic um, and and sort of did that did that chartered accountancy yeah journey through so there. That was through there yeah yeah, yeah. yep so I, was, I think I spent a year I sort of took a year just just working to sort of get my head around things and then I think I then delved into the actual chartered course because basically it's, it's something you've actually got to do outside of outside of your work 
You don't get do you get paid anymore for doing this or no? No, no, it's it's Still like it's your like, choice. Yeah. yeah. So you basically got to do your job like everyone else, yep. and then if you choose to do this after hours, that's your choice. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it's basically whether or not you want to sort of you know get the get the benefits from it later on. Yeah. Um, but it oh, I'm not going to lie, it, it's difficult. Mm. I think most people would say the same thing. For me personally, um, and this is just my opinion, I didn't find the content, uh, like ridiculously outrageous or anything like that but honestly the hard part was you sort of got to do your full-time job and then squeeze this in yeah. around it yeah and then you know as as someone in their sort of uh, majority of people that do it sort of do it in their 20s or so but you're trying to fit a social life in you're potentially mm-hmm. doing things like maybe trying to buy your first house there's all sorts of other things that are going on you know get relationships outside of work and yeah. so it's a, it's a, for me as i said it wasn't so much the content but it was it was the commitment um, yeah, aspect of it. So, when you say before about you know when you see someone's name and you see um, if they've got CPA or CA after their name, I personally look at that and go, what that says to me is you're driven yep. and you're dedicated. You've had a crack. Yeah, yeah, you've had a crack because you can't just you can't. Well, as I say, this is my opinion. Other people might have a different opinion, but you can't just sort of breeze through it and just yep. kind of you know happy go lucky. You do have to have some level of of dedication. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then from memory, was it 2000 and, don't shoot me, 14, 15, that you went across to NAB and did some other financial stuff there? It was, I think it was 2017, 2018. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I had an opportunity to come up at the, at the NAB, um, which just really appealed to me. Um, it was just sort of doing a few different things than what I'd been doing. Um, and I felt that it would be some good experience and good exposure and that sort of thing, which, and I really enjoyed it actually. It was, it was really good. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the time. It was, it was sort of looking at things financially, but from a different perspective, because as, as an accountant, you're often preparing things to give to the bank. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. So I actually really enjoyed it mm. on, the, on the other side, like seeing it from the receiving end. Did um, it surprise you at all? Was there anything in there that you were like, oh, you're joking yeah, me? Yeah, well, no, no, no. Sometimes there were things like, so I, I, I sort of I, I saw a lot more um, things from different accountants and it was interesting just to pick up sometimes different way people do things because okay. um, yeah. accountancy don't get me wrong there are some pretty black and white rules but there are certainly some areas that are, are partially open to interpretation and yep. it was really interesting from my point of view and this is this may not interest anyone yeah, but about one percent of the population yeah, but good. yeah the, it was the, you. the yeah. nerd in me I was like oh this What's is fantastic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people might look at this and go that does not excite me yep. one bit but for me I was sort of like this is great I, as I say sort of had a really good look at some different, different ways of doing things um, uh, and, and made some actually some good friends out of it as well. Yep. Yeah, so awesome. so that was really good. And then about two or three years later, yep. this is when you went to Cook and Foley, was it? Yeah, correct, yep. So the NAB actually had a restructure um, and the particular job I was doing was sort of getting changed. Yep. And the, the, the job I was then set to do, well, it wasn't, wasn't bad by any stretch, but I just felt like I probably wasn't going to be able to use my sort of experience and study mm-hmm. sort of in a way that I wanted to. Yep. Um, and, and it just sort of by chance, um, this position opened up at Cook and Foley. So yeah, I said yes, and um, and here we are. Yeah, yeah here we are, here we are. Day. Yeah, to, this, to this day, that's right. Um, okay, well, well, we'll start talking about some of the, the accountancy stuff now. Sure. Um, first of all, straight away off, off the bat, <laughs> obviously we've had a few conversations about this. What's your thoughts on cryptocurrency, Matthew? Yeah, I, you can. I think you probably know what I'm going to say here. Well, I just want to know <laughs> you're your leading, thoughts. You're leading into this. Um, 
for anybody listening, Josh and I have had this discussion many numerous, times. Numerous times. Tell them, actually tell them a story back in two thousand. This, this is your story. To tell oh, okay, okay. I'm, well, I'll I'm tell very, a story. I'm right. very oh, confidential. I'm, I'm just. I'm, <laughs> I'll tell you a story. Yeah, this is your story. Right. I'm, I'm very much bound by confidentiality. Seventeen, I want to say, ish, potentially eighteen. Yeah, roughly. Yep. Um, I bought some cryptocurrency. It was Ethereum, uh, Neo, and Lisk. I think the other one was and had i didn't know much about it at the time um and obviously it's a few years from now a few few years on from now so obviously doing a bit more research now but at the time um it seemed like a get rich get rich quick scheme to be honest and um i put i'm gonna say twenty thousand at the time and within three months it skyrocketed to 120 or 140 i can't quite remember and at that moment, which is what it feels like at the moment now, it feels like um, you can't lose. Like everything feels like you know, it's going so well. There's no way it's going to crumble. You've got all these people behind it. You hear about banks get involved in cryptocurrencies. And um, I had this conversation with Matt. And I think the reason I didn't sell was because um, capital gains threw me off. Because I said capital gains for holding it for under a year was is it fifty percent? Forty percent. As in what were you going to be taxed on that? Yeah, what were we going to pay? Oh yeah, I think like for example, um let's call it um say made 120 hundred profit, yeah, say hundred. Yeah, you were gonna pay let's call it twenty twenty thousand. Yeah. Not more. Oh, I, no, it could have been I can't, yeah, I, I can't remember the exact from my understanding, I thought it was that it was you pay if you hold it for over twelve months, you yep. get fifty percent for free. For free, correct. And yep. then the next fifty percent, you pay. Yeah, you taxed on that. Taxed on that at your margin. At rate. your margin rate. Yeah. So but if you sell before that, you get yeah, taxed forty percent all of it on the whole lot. On the whole lot. Yeah. Now, nah, there's not sort of one standard percentage, but you get taxed rather than get a fifty percent discount. Yeah. You you're taxed on the entire game. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, so didn't sell, uh, even though Matt <laughs> told me, you know, just sell your your initial investment back and stuff didn't listen and i think it was not even a month later it could have been it could have been a month maybe two months crashed down to eleven thousand yeah, dollars i think it was yeah. um and we're going through this exact same topic at the moment obviously with crypto that's going ridiculous so hold on to it but uh, yeah it's, um, it's bananas it's and it's ridiculous and it's very hard to track it's, like it's a, very difficult to track um, yeah there's there's it's a it's it's kind of an unsubstantiated um sort of investment hmm. it's it's kind of based largely on just people's opinion people's and, opinion and, and, and pop, speculation and popularity yeah, and speculation and not what Richo's about i'm a little bit speculative sometimes or most time but um i think that the the better option is obviously a house and getting something in concrete and oh no there's nothing wrong with crypto but uh, i suppose in in answer to your, your initial question what do i think about it i i, I actually have i think i've said this to you i've said it to numerous clients that I, I basically think it's it's a form of gambling. Hmm. Um, it, it is it is not too dissimilar to going to the casino and choosing red or black. Because um, mm-hmm. sometimes you, you can win and sometimes you don't. Yes. And I can, as I say, I'll, I'll never speak about specific clients' circumstances, but um, I can tell you I've seen both. Yeah, I've seen some amazing wins and I've seen some losses, unfortunate losses as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Do you think uh, it's getting to a point now? But there's a few at the top, like I feel like Ethereum and that, that have yep. something behind them that yeah. are potentially a better... Yeah, yeah. So now that they're starting to get, as you say, some things behind them, it's not so much just like a 
like a make-believe figure on a computer screen. There, yep. there is starting to become some sort of basis to it. I think it is becoming safer. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, it's it I, still I, makes I don't it know difficult. If it's safer though, I get so worried about. Oh, when I say when I say when I say safer, I'm not saying I'm oh, not suggesting. Well, I mean like when <laughs> even with people stealing or if you lose your um, your seed phrases and whatnot, yeah. see you later. Yeah, can't get it back. That's what I mean. It's not wild it, west. When I say safer, I'm just talking about like safer than just some random yeah. crypto that no one's ever really heard of yep. that could just be up and down forty yeah. times in one week. What yeah. is it? Some of those full sand that was cummy rocket or some shit like that. Oh, <laughs> there's there's a lot, a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, can you break down a typical day for me, for you? Say that again, I, sorry. Can you break a typical day down for me? So I, I think that there's probably a misconception that I think a lot of people think that accountants are just around that tax time yep. and they do nothing for the rest of the year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want you to break it no, down you, for you're me. You're probably right. Um, there's, so very much there's, there's times of year that uh, relate to certain things. So basically the months of sort of April, May, June, are really heavily um, focused on what we call tax planning. So that's when we sort of have a lot of discussions about, you know, have you have you uh, deposited money to your superannuation fund? Have you um, purchased any items that you want to purchase before the end of the financial year to get a tax deduction for them? That sort of thing. So, and those those that's actually probably the most hectic one of the most hectic periods coming up to end of financial year because they're decisions you have to make kind of ahead of time yep. so you've got to be really really cautious and really as accurate as you can be with your decision making um, so that's sort of the quarter of as I say April, May and June yep. um, July, August, September um, it was sort of broken down into quarters um, that, that quarter's a little bit more focused on the sort of individual tax returns and people that just simply just want to get their tax return done. Mm-hmm. Um, the de- uh, so it leads us to the December quarter. That starts to focus a lot more on just getting compliance work completed. So uh, completing people's business financial statements and um, income tax returns for whichever business entity they run. Mm-hmm. Um, January to sort of March, I suppose, is, is a little bit of everything. And that leads us back to um, yeah, back to the start. So that, that in, in, a, in, a, in a broad sense, uh, and you can sort of throw fringe benefits um, uh, sort of issues in there as well. What do you mean fringe benefits? Uh, so you need to, so if you're, if you're actually got a, a, a situation where you've actually, you're receiving some fringe benefits from your business, or if, you're, if your business is paying um, some expenses sort of for you personally, yep. um, that's in a, in a broad sense, um, you will have to basically report that as a, as a fringe benefit. Gotcha. Uh, and you can, yeah, there's different taxes and whatnot involved in that. But yep. that sort of comes, that the fringe benefits here actually ends in March. So okay. it's not the end of the financial year. Uh, but anyway, all I'm getting at is it is a, that's just another sort of thing that needs to be considered along the way. But So that's that's annually, that's sort of a, a rough guide as to sort of what, what happens. Yep. Um, daily. Yeah, daily. daily. So daily, it, it's actually really interesting. I went to a wedding um, a week or two ago and I sat with two guys I'd never met before. Turned out to be really good guys, but they both said within about 15 minutes of each other, oh, you're an accountant. That must be boring. <laughs> they were, they were ripper blokes. Like, Fuck you. They were, they, were, they were ripper blokes, but I just said, oh. The funny part is, like, the, the silly part is that it's, it's for me it's just a massive misconception because every day is dramatically different yeah you know like i act for you like you said before and your business is completely different to a business i was working on last night mm-hmm. you know completely different industry um completely different issues that need to be dealt with um there are i suppose probably two types of accountants or, or public practice accounts there are sort of those that want to be sort of more client facing um and client interacting whereas others are sort of more 
suited to and prefer to simply sort of complete the actual um, compliance and paperwork and, and processing that sort of thing. Um, I'll probably more fall into that um, sort of client-facing role. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but as a result, my day, I, I rarely have two days that are the same. Yeah. Mm. So I could be, um, I could be looking at sort of can people's people's compliance work um, for a morning, and that afternoon I might have three meetings back to back to back with 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 completely different issues that need to be faced. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, uh, it could be going to meet new clients. It could be. Um, it could be reviewing work that just needs to be simply lodged with the tax offices. All I'm getting at is there's just not really two days that are the same. Yeah. So how do you then charge for something like that? Like how does, because is, is every accountant different? Because I, from memory, I remember a few people saying that depending on where you were with firms and that, they might charge for phone calls per say six or eight minutes or 10 minutes or whatever yep. it is, or, yep. um, or they charge per question or per email or whatever it is. How's it yep. all sort of work? Yeah, so it actually depends. Um, depends on the firm. Some firms literally just say, um, like, quite simply, if we're on the phone for 36 minutes, well, there's six-minute six intervals. Yep. And at your hourly charge rate, you're going to get charged for six-tenths of that hourly charge rate. Does that make sense? Yep, makes sense. So, um, and that's just how it is. So they might spend 36 minutes with you, they might spend 12 minutes with the next person, and, and yep. it, it, just, it just gets recorded in the timesheet. It's very hard though, because if you're talking to me, like we obviously talk a bit about life too Correct. and stuff Correct. like that, then yep. it gets really yep. mixed up. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got to be really careful. Um, you've got to be really, as I said, just, just really careful about making sure that you're recording accurately what's happened. Mm. So, um, but as I say, some people build in some sort of what we call non-charge time for those sort of incidental phone calls and that sort yep. of thing, because as you say, that may not be appropriate to charge hmm. to charge for that. Yep. Um, I personally try and be really, really careful about being transparent about what's being charged, yep. so that you know exactly what has come out, yep. what has come up in order to be charged for what you've for yep. the work that's been done. Mm-hmm. So, um, some people actually, or some firms actually, just agree on a flat fee. So for the year? For the year, depending okay. on. But what ends up happening there is um, you might agree on a flat fee, but you have to be really careful to stipulate, yeah, this is this is what we're doing for this flat fee. Mm-hmm. If, if further or additional work comes up, we may have to discuss Extras. correct how much that is. So it's actually, as I said, mate, I think the my personal view is you just have to be really transparent. Yeah, yeah. big time. You just got to be transparent and just yeah. show what you're doing. Yeah. Definitely. So I reckon it's one of those things where there's a lot of people that would be like, Fuck! Like, what the fuck's this for? Correct. Like, oh no, that can yeah, ha- yeah correct. Yeah. I, I, and I think experience sort of helps too. But uh, these are, I, it's like one of the first conversations I want to have with the per- yeah when they walk in. Correct. If they yeah. walk in, someone brand new, I just sort of like, look. This is what you're sort of roughly looking at, yep. and and I think you know we're trying to be really reasonable about you know about what's being charged. But at the end of the day, I just want people to understand this is exactly what we'll do for you. This is sort of mm-hmm. what you're looking at, and if they choose to. Um, if they choose to sort of not go with that, yeah. Well, yeah. well, then they can. It's right on the table, and there's a, if that's there's exactly right. Yeah, perfect. That's exactly right. I'd rather, um, I'd rather know, um, I'd rather know straight away, yeah, than have to sort of have an an, an awkward conversation later Definitely. about it. Um, I, I just think that builds a lot of mistrust, and mm-hmm. it, it sort of starts a negative relationship right yeah. from the outset. So I try and avoid that Definitely. at all costs. Definitely, yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you have ground rules next? Was just like contacting that. But I don't think you've really got, like, there's never been a time where you've been like, stop calling me, Josh. <laughs> Sometimes there is. No, there's not. There's always <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No. Um, 
Would you have contact with most of your people throughout the year, or do you do it like sort of? Uh, it depends on the client. Like if 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 there's someone I act for simply just to do like their personal income tax return once a year, yeah. I, I might speak to them twice a year. Yeah. Not to say that I won't speak to them. Yeah. But they may have a question about either oh, my employer um, is changing my rate. Uh, what does that mean for my income tax? Just something like that. Gotcha. Um, they might have a query like that throughout the year, but but typically, yeah, that's probably not something that we speak speak a lot about or mm-hmm. we don't converse a lot mm-hmm. but in saying that i am very very big on if you've got a query pick up the phone Gnarly. yeah yeah pick up the phone I, i'm more than happy to speak about it and because i'd rather i'd rather deal with an issue here and now mm-hmm. i don't want to get to the end of the financial year when it's too late to, and like I, I referred to earlier i don't want to get into a situation where well, it turns out you probably should have um, purchased some equipment or deposited mm. to super or something like that yeah Let's have the discussion now, yep. and, and we can yeah we can actually sort of give you the best result. Whereas, um, yeah, don't be afraid. Like I said, the bottom line is just don't be afraid to pick up the phone because it actually it's one of those things where um, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, if you don't act now, you, we we can have a five minute conversation now, which is going to save us three hours in the future. Yep. So yeah, that's that's my mentality. What's your best way? Do you think to uh, to help you? I won't say beat the tax man, but help you minimize. If you had like, like top five, yep. What would you say? Yeah, top five. Okay, um, I suppose the, the the biggest one is is make sure you've got the right or the most effective entity for you. Uh, so your entity structure is really important. Um, it, it might be that you've been set up with a company or what's called a family trust. Uh, there are numerous entities you can get set up in, but they have they play a big part mm. in um, they play a big part in sort of what what your tax outcome might be for the end of the year. Um, so what was your question? What, do you, what are your top five? Top five, yeah. What are your top five things to, to minimize? Yeah, minimize so entity is really yeah. important, but that's something that has to be done at the very start. And that's sort of why I say that five-minute conversation at the start is really important. Um, number The next one is probably choosing the right tax deductions. Mm-hmm. Um, choosing the right tax deductions, what I mean by that is if you need certain pieces of equipment uh, or if you need um, to... Uh, something in your business that's going to be effective tax-wise, purchase it, say, before the before the end of June or purchase it after, which is not going to be actually really effective. Yeah. Um, next one's probably superannuation's a bit underutilised. Um, people sort of forget that you can deposit to super and get deductions for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's really important. Yep. And not, a, not only is it important for your tax, but it's also important for your financial future. Yep. Um, that's, that's a real, that's a real key. Um, Actually, another really good one's accurate record keeping. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Accurate record keeping. I, I can't stress enough how... Um, I, I just can't stress enough how important it is to have up-to-date book work. I know it's boring. Yeah. It is. But at the end of the day... It makes it way easier. If you don't yourself. record some expenses, well, there's no way of using them as a tax deduction. Yeah. So do you reckon you would recommend most people to do... Um, obviously, like uh, a zero? Like just use yeah, a zero? Yeah, zero, my ob, um, You know, they're, they're probably the first two typical ones that would be that are fantastic um but in saying that like i often say to people hey even if it's just a simple excel sheet yeah it doesn't really matter as long as there's a recording yeah it's just too hard to go back 12 months ago and go oh do you know what you purchased here or what's what's this transaction for because people just don't know yeah yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not being critical no i don't know what i was doing this time last year i've done the same thing (laughs) yeah numerous times with you going you're like what's this for yeah no idea (laughs) definitely and uh, one more, yeah. And one more, I suppose. Um, and this is just not necessarily 
uh, like about tax deductions, but it's, it's be involved. Yeah, ask the question. And ask the question ahead of time. If I purchase this, will this help me? Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, pick up the phone. Uh, if I if I purchase some equipment, what if what if I do this? What if I do that? Feel free to have the discussion because quite often, if you understand how how it's actually how the system works, it will be better. Like there's no use me just telling you what to do. You you having zero understanding of what that really means. Yep. I mean I can, but it's much better if you understand it because you go, oh right yeah well let's do that because that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, yep. yeah. definitely. Um, I suppose that brings me to the next question about cash flow and stuff like that. Yep. Why is it that? And this shits me to tears when people do it because I rather, I just like I, f- I feel like it, it builds bad business relationships. Yep. Why do people always leave something sixty days or thirty days to pay when they've got the money there? I understand they want to keep as much cash in the business, yep. but if it's there, why wouldn't like why wouldn't you try and build a good relationship and be like, well, these guys always pay straight away? Yep, bang. Two schools of thought on that. Um, you've heard the saying, "Cash is king." Yep, because uh, without cash, you. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, fairly, yep. you're kind of a, you know, a boat sitting stagnant in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but so some people decide to sort of improve their own cash flow by not paying people that they're supposed to be paying, yep. which means your bank account's better. Yep. But as you say, the downside of that is it kind of pisses off people. Yeah, yeah it kind of pisses off the people that are that are doing the work. Because what's it, what's it going to what's it going to improve there? Like, but like, like it won't do anything, will it? Like for them to hold on to it? Oh no! Well, look, no, they look. If on a large scale, yep. like let's just say you owe. Is, okay, if you owe, um, say, a hundred grand mm-hmm. in creditors, well, if you choose not to pay those creditors, you might actually take that money, put it in your offset on your own home loan, yep, not pay interest on that. Gotcha. And effectively, like basically, that means your creditors are paying the interest on your home loan. Okay, that so makes sense. Yep. that 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 right there is motivation for people to want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as you say, the downside is. Um, oh, it's funny. I, I listened to a podcast the other night, and um, this guy said, first thing you do when you get a get an invoice off off someone, yep. pay it immediately, yeah, because right. that puts next time you want them to do something, you're at the top of their list. Yeah. And as you, this is what you just said before, yeah, because like yeah, it cause it if feels you, like a rapport, exactly like. right. If you don't have that rapport, you know, oh, nah, he's he's a, he's a, he's a terrible payer. Yep. I don't want to do that job for him. Yep simple as that mm-hmm. so yeah look so you might you might have have a win maybe like i say saving some interest or something but in the long term yeah, um relationships yeah, yeah relationships anyway. definitely pretty fundamental yeah. he's really good with that joshy volf he's a champion with it yeah yeah yep. big shout out to joshy he's like like on the hammer um awesome so a bit of scenario for you yep uh, if i have a friend let's mm-hmm. call him franklin yep he's starting his own business mm-hmm. uh what's his first steps so what's you know in terms of does he start it as a company? Does he start it with a trust? Yep. Um, what would you say to him? So just say he's uh, starting his own building business. Yep. For example, there's a lot of builders out there. Yep. What would you have him do straight away? Yeah. So I'd, I'd really just I'd, initially I just want to sit down and yep. sit down with him and get to know what it is he actually wants to do with, with his business. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of what sort of turnover he's likely to to have. Uh, I want to know does he have employees? I want to know does he have some existing relationships to expect. Um, it's like it's, it's, to expect to get work straight away. Yep. Um, so what I mean by that is, is something is this going to be a little side venture till it kicks off, or, or are we all in straight away? Yep. Um, I want to know who else is involved. Is it just him? Is business it, partners. Is, yeah. it him, is it him and his wife? Is it him and sort of arm's length business partners? Mm-hmm. Is it him and family members? Is it 
uh, yeah, wh- whoever it might be. I really need to know those relationships because that actually has a really important plays an important part in Huge. in just what entity we choose. Yeah. How often does that turn to shit? Sorry, oh. just sidetrack off. But yeah. does like I know we've had a couple of conversations about um, mine and Harley's business relationship, which yep. has been incredible. Yep. And we like we're both on the same level always. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but how often do you see it go? Oh, it does. It just does. There's you know. <laughs> The, the the saying of you don't do um, business with friends and family is it's there for a reason. That's yeah. hard. Like, but yeah, no, it's still hard though. Like, because if you don't know them truly, oh yeah, no, is like in. I probably what I more mean by that is, oh, we're just mates. We've had a couple of beers together. Yeah, we've come up with this idea to start a business. None of us really know what our roles are. None of us really know what we're doing. Gotcha. That's a great way to end the friendship. Yeah, but two two people that are considered friends with common goals yep. and common sort of levels of dedication you and Harley probably fall mm. really cl- really well into that category yep. um, that can work really really well yeah um, but I just probably more mean like oh you, you know you had a barbecue with your cousin and you decide oh this is a good idea <laughs> yeah we yeah, both like sense. we both like um, oh, I'm just gonna make something happy we both like clothing so we're gonna start a t-shirt shop yep it's gonna be great yep yeah, that's that's a quick way to end that gotcha. relationship yeah yep Oh, cool. Yep. So back to that. So you yep. got your um, yep. So we're checking. Yep. yep. We're checking who sort of who's involved, um, and that can lead us down a number of paths. Like uh, you know, like I said before, like depends if we're going to use a company. Are we going to use a family trust? Are we going to use a unit trust? Are we going to just be what's called a sole trader? Yep. Um, so that that sort of answers a lot of those questions. Once we establish that side of things, um, we can actually sort of go down the path of setting up whichever entity is actually required or that we feel is the best fit. Um, from there. It's really important that that the the client or the, the person doing so, Franklin, in this example, it's really important that Franklin understands he's a good bloke. He's a ripper. He's a ripper dude. So we want to sit down with Franklin, and we want to we want him to understand how it's going to work, because if we have another an, an arm's length entity, well, it can be great for things like um, minimising taxes and things like that. But there's also other rules like you can't just sort of start an arm's length business and just take money out of it left, right, and centre. There's other rules that come into place there. So he needs to understand that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really important from my point of view to get him to understand that immediately so that we don't sort of come unstuck down the, down the line. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Um, and then that can lead to other, like, and then sort of that leads to, right, if there's employees, we need to sort of get them uh, get them involved and get them under control. We have to set up some bookkeeping software. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to organise um, bank accounts, that sort of thing. Um, we have to make sure someone's actually going to be taking care of the bookwork. Um, and and basically, we have to make sure that Franklin understands how to invoice his customers and um, sort of what bills he should be paying and, and what, he's, what, what payroll he's got for his employees and how, how often that needs to happen and the rates that that needs to happen. So there is a lot involved. Yeah. yeah. GST? And, yeah. Are you, regist- are you going to be registered for GST? And this is probably what I, what I was getting at when I said, well, are you in the position to be making sort of money straight away? Because yep. uh, that's going to dictate that, which then causes more sort of bookwork for BAS statements and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, long story short, it's just really important to make sure that we're clear with what the business is going to be doing, yeah. uh, and that the the business owner understands too. That's 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 yeah. that's paramount. Yeah. That's what I think. I think it, I would recommend that to anybody if you are doing your own thing, or um, I know some friends that are still doing just like an online thing. I was like, geez, I just, you just like, I just feel like it's not done properly. Like, it just needs to be. You need to have somebody there that's checking over it, or you need to have somebody there that can sort of steer you in the right direction yep with everything financially everything um, yeah and, and that's, that's probably the thing look you know i probably don't do the exact same thing for any two clients mm. um you know we we would act f- uh, you know, 
in different capacities. So, you know, you might want to be heavily involved in your book work. You might want us to do all of it. Mm. So there's different levels of, of involvement. But, yeah, it's just yeah. got, to, got to establish that it's getting done, whoever's doing it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Let's move, um, let's move on to some questions then. I did send you these last night. Sure. I have actually changed one because okay. I don't like it anymore. So we're going <laughs> to... Yes. Um, what's something people would be surprised to know about you? Probably... Um, Probably the, the the whole I suppose my music past yeah yeah, yeah I do sometimes Sorry, we didn't if, talk much about that no 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 that's fine um, no but it is genuinely just something that people it does I think it actually kind of surprises them yeah um, so I played um, more for the fun of it to be honest yeah it was it was great fun but for about ten years sort of through my twenties and early thirties played um, just played live music at different venues and just pubs and that yeah pubs engagement parties yep. uh, birthday parties yep. whatever sort of thing yeah just different places what's the coolest have you got a cool venue that you love what's uh, one that you're like oh this is a spanking spot as far as lo- like location you yeah, mean yeah location um, I played a wedding at with my brother and actually we both we, we paired up and did that one and it was actually it was in the Grampians this is just the first one that comes to mind but it was in the Grampians and um was kind of in this open space. It was out like it, it was, was like a property. Yeah, 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 this amazing property, and kind of the view surrounding was just all of the Grampians, yeah, and so it nice. was it's just it was a, it was a, you know it was a nice day, and as the sun went down, it was it was just kind of a magical kind of um, mm. magical feel to it. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of amazing places around Ballarat too, um, like um, we, like where obviously currently sitting up at the Regent. Regent, um, quite here. I played next. I think uh, oh, Sporting Globe. Oh, when it well, was it was Jackson's? it was called uh, before that. Yeah, whatever it was called before. What it is uh, now? Yeah, yeah, Jackson's. Yeah, Jackson's. Jackson's. Okay, yeah. So out the top there, there was a, there was a really cool rooftop bar. Um, kind of limited setting. It was just a really cool, intimate place, and you know it had been fitted out really you know, with a modern sort of fit out. Um, so that was cool. Yep. Um, yeah, there's many. Yeah, there was there was heaps. Yeah, but what, you, what type of what type of music we playing? We playing Hotel California or what? What are we doing here, David? Uh, yeah, Bowie? no, it was actually cover. Yeah, it was just cover songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. But my view was always, you just want to play what people can sing to. Yeah, my brother-in-law. So he taught me basically. Yeah, yeah. It, when when he came onto the scene to our family, I remember he played a song and I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. So. I um, and that's sort of when, when I learned because I was like, oh, I want to do that. That's unreal. Um, Learn to sing. You would have always had a voice though. Yeah, I could. I, I certainly probably wasn't good enough to like be in public, yep. but I could hold a note. Yeah. But it did take a lot of work. Mm. But then to try and fit the guitar in as well, that was yeah, that's a lot of work Tough. to put them both together. Yeah. So, um, but um, it's, I can't remember actually. Where that? Where, where do we get onto that? Uh, something surprised to know about you. Yes, yeah. yes. So anyway, that was fun. <laughs> Long story short, playing yeah. cover songs. Um, yeah, and his his advice was, you're better off to play a um, a bad version of something that people know how to sing. Yeah. Than you are to play the best version of a song that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, so set lists like typically just you're playing horses, aren't you? Oh, fucking hate that. There song. was a lot of horses. Oh, I hate there was a lot. I hate it. One a.m. at one a.m. in any establishment in town. You are going to get someone that comes up and says, play horses, uh, play horses. horses. Oh so you got to play it. Someone's in drunk people. And yeah, like horses and um, what's the other one? Hated Summer of 69. Yep. It's just been played too much. Oh, yeah. Just can't do but, it. Yeah, you know, that's, 
that's typically how a night ended. Horses, run to paradise, yeah. living on a prayer, <laughs> 500 miles. Oh, no. The great part was, though, I didn't have to do much work because I no, started the song and everyone yeah, just was took over. It was fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the question I've changed. Yeah. Uh, what are your weaknesses? So, like, I want you to get a little bit vulnerable here. Oh, yeah. Like, any sort of insecurities in that? I didn't... This is obviously the new one. Um, yeah. Anything that comes to mind, like... I could start off for you if you want, like if, I, if, yeah. if that makes you feel more comfortable. Oh, no, I'm just, yeah. I used to be really bad with, after comps and that, mm. really bad body image issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, mentally. Yeah. Like yeah. mentally just struggle to take my top off after that because you're never as lean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I understand um, that. Yeah, yeah. Not so bad anymore. Like yeah. I'm pretty good with it now, but yeah, yeah just getting vulnerable here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <We're> getting <laughs> very, very yeah. deep and meaningful. Yeah. What do you now, got for me? I, you I suppose if I, if, if, to criticise myself, I definitely don't know how to not overcommit or to see something through to the end even if it's potentially detrimental yeah um it's something i constantly try and work with and kind of go oh, you know what it's probably not worth spending the time on doing that but i've kind of set out to do it so i'm going to do it yeah even if the end result probably doesn't actually get me anywhere yeah i said i was going to do it so, so. i think personally sometimes i've got to try and tell myself it's probably smarter to not not do it. Well, not stop <laughs> doing, yeah. stop, stop and it's okay not to if something's unhealthy or not good for you it's okay to stop yep yeah makes sense um, like that yeah that's good, good example you got anything that's like uh, I suppose yeah actually yeah good example to tie it in when when I was studying to do CA I was so I was working full time trying to do CA study and trying to do a lot of music practice too I knew fully well that something sort of had to give yep but Kind of stupidly, no. I'll Get be, I'll be, I'll be strong, and I'll push through. And I ended up getting um, Bell's palsy. I don't know if you've heard of that before. Yeah, my mum had that. Yeah, face off. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I woke up one morning and and like my face was like. One it's some sort of stress, is it? Yeah, it's just like, well, it's it's a virus you you sort of obtain when your immune system is just really low. Right. Yeah, that that was how it was explained to me. Yeah. So. How long did it take to come? Oh, it took me. Um, Probably a month. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's like a little while. Oh, it was pretty scary because yeah. you don't really know how you're going to recover. Yeah. So, um, and as I said, I kind of felt a bit silly because I kind of felt like I I felt like I brought it upon myself, hmm. you know. So, um, and knowing fully well the whole time, I can't keep doing yeah, what you're doing, what yeah. I'm doing, but I kept doing it, as mm-hmm. I say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it didn't work. Wow. Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> did, you, did you have a breakdown after that or not? Was there ever like a breakdown moment from something like that? Oh no, I didn't say breakdown moment, but I was I was pretty worried when half my face wasn't working properly. Yeah. I was pretty worried when I couldn't. You can't, you can't blink. Chew. You, you can't, can't blink. You can't chew. It's your eyes open the whole time, just watering. What? No, is that, that air going on? Yeah, it's fantastic. Sorry, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got to um put like this because you can't blink, so your eye doesn't. It dries out. Right. So you've actually got to get like this stuff from the chemist to sort of put on your eye to keep it yeah and you've got to keep doing it so it's, I was I have to say I was pretty worried about that yeah pretty full on I wasn't okay. yeah like that, that wasn't great that's yeah. a better question than what do you love most alright out yeah. there yep. because it's always the same answer uh, what are you most afraid of um, failure and this mm. is probably exactly what I was saying before I, if I set out to achieve something mm. it actually it's something just I don't know why but I just it scares me to not achieve my goal yeah, yeah. so you're fa- as in failing like work or failing what, what are you oh, talking like, about um, so when I decided I want to be a live musician hmm. well it was kind of 
it was scary that I thought, well, what if I, what if I can't do this? I'm going to yep. feel like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the upside is, like, it pushes you to try and achieve what you want. But the downside is... You do exactly what you did before. You go too hard. Exactly right. You can go too hard and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's probably yeah, my well, answer to that. Uh, what's something someone said to you in your life that's just never left you? Yeah, I thought about this. And the, the first one that came to mind was, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Hmm. Who said that to you? Uh, it was a boss I was working for. And... Um, when he said it, it just made sense because you're not always going to be, and I definitely don't proclaim to be the smartest person in, in any room you walk into, yep. but the one thing you can control is how hard you work. Yep. You, you can outwork You can outwork um, something that you're not naturally gifted at, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's a good quote, isn't it? Yeah. Do you have any mentors? Like, do you have any other mentors that you look up to potentially around, even around town or somebody... Um, be someone famous yeah, overseas or yeah i was well, i think like i said earlier i've, I've got um because i've got three sisters i've got three brother-in-laws so effectively as growing up i had dad and three brother-in-laws yeah and um that was i kind of had so therefore kind of just had four four sort of good people that you were people sort of bounce off yeah. yeah so they all had different strengths and weaknesses and i could sort of bounce off those and the other one's probably um peter eddie from um the basketball association that's probably what he's known he's not there now yeah um He's at the city of Ballarat, but um, he was the CEO for oh, pretty much 30 years or thereabouts. Okay. Yeah, so he sort of built it, um, uh, you know, from a sort of a just a, a couple of courts to, to what it is now. Yep. You know, he, 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 he was a large driver behind the new Ballarat Sports there. and Events Centre. Yep. Chrissy Rad's just moved Correct, in Correct, exactly, yep. Yeah, so, I did say, I was going to go see him. Yeah, so Pete, um, I started working for Pete when I was about 17, and... Um, he just is the sort of guy that it doesn't matter what time of day it is, doesn't matter how busy he is. If you've got a question for him, he'll always make the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's and, and just he just genuinely cares. Yeah, yeah so, good. Yeah. Good person. Peter. Um, who do you want to send the podcast next? Yeah, I've got two. Two for yeah, you. Here we go. Yep. Yep. Um, Eric Hayes. Yeah, we've had the. I've had, so, uh, you haven't Cax. had him on? No, but Cax yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, got to, I've got to email him. Did yeah. you just stop? Sorry. Did he announce that he was done playing basketball? No. It, is Eric Hayes the one? Oh, sorry, I think Cax is the one that asked Eric Hayes, didn't he? Did he just. He was coaching. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Just yeah, finished with Lady. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The yeah, rush from Lady yeah. Mines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 Um, I think his story is. He's a very humble guy. Um, but his story is, I think, I think it's fantastic. Mm. Sort of came out here in the, in the 90s just to try and help the the uh, the local Ballarat Miners team. And wow. It's kind of. It's come out to have a bit of a. You know, bit of fun. He's bit not of, leaving, is he? No, I don't think so. Okay, no, no. That's right. yeah. um, not that I've heard, but yeah. Um, uh, and kind of still here today. Yeah. yeah. So it's a pretty cool story. Awesome. Um, very talented basketballer too, obviously, in his day. Definitely yeah. on my list. I, yeah. I do have his email down too, actually. Yeah. Who's the second one? Second one, um, Stephen Guest. Local um, local guy, not terribly old, um, done pretty well, like does pretty well for himself business-wise. Um, very motivated. Um probably has a bit of an underrated story that probably not too many people are aware of. Any ideas? Um, no, have we talked about him before? I have, yeah. No. Come you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I actually, I think Tess did message me the other day to talk yeah. on hers soon, so yeah. that'd be interesting. Once that's an underrated story. It's no, just as a, in, as like in I don't think... Massive story. I don't think people... Are aware of 
probably how hard you work and how you've created your businesses is, yeah. is my point of view. So I'm, I'm obviously in a pretty privileged, um, privileged. <laughs> place to, to see that. Yeah. Um, and obviously I don't talk about it, but I think you should because yeah. Um, yeah, you've done some pretty cool things. And I think, I think it's, I, I just think rather than you being the one on, on that side of it. Get interviewed. Yeah, I reckon we should, I reckon we should yes. swap. You want to swap? I reckon we should swap. It. Yeah, we yeah. can do that actually. I actually think. Yeah, I just think, and and the reason I say it is, I remember like one particular phone call I had with you when you were setting up the playground, and you said to me, you know, it might have been midday, yep. and you said to me, oh, um, I said, oh, his day going? He goes, oh, big day, big yeah. day. Um, started at four a.m., yeah. finished it at about like nine thirty p.m. or something. No, it was. Oh, it could have been ten or eleven. Yeah, it that would be. be well, that could have been out yeah, of the what, yeah, I guess what I'm days. saying is, though, this is this is this is a fantastic example of where people don't understand how hard business owners work in yeah. the background. You know, it's it's fantastic that people can drive past the playground. The signs are up, the lights are on. You know, it's decked out really, really well. It looks fantastic. Looks like a great business, but it didn't just happen. Yeah, click the fingers. Yeah, it didn't yeah. just happen. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot that goes in behind it. So, yep. I just think, yeah, I just think it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. cool. All right. Well, I'll note that one down. There you go. He's a good, he's a good fellow, that, <laughs> that Josh Driscoll guy. He, uh, he's not a bad guy. Um, awesome. Anything else you want to say to the people out there? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, no, I think we're good. If you want to, if you want to hire Richo or get Richo in for a bit of a gig, at your... <laughs> uh, I haven't played too much lately. Uh, uh, not since Demi came along. Yeah, well, kids. Yeah, no good. <laughs> well, no, not good. That's <laughs> really mean. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Richo. All right. Okay. Thanks so much, mate. Jeez, appreciate your time. Man. Bless you. Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.